Hello and welcome to another edition of White Sox Daily. My name is Ian Eskridge, and I'm lucky enough to be joined by the play-by-play for the Annapolis Cannonballers, Dan Haloti. How you doing, Dan? Ian, doing well, my guy. Thank you very much for inviting me on and happy to be on. Yeah, great to have you. Um, so right now you're sitting uh, waiting for some weather yeah, it's uh, not looking too good out here in Kinston. Uh, the boys were able to get their uh, opening night game in last night. Uh, really fantastic game last night, honestly. Just a, a great all-around team performance. And uh, supposed to play today, supposed to play tomorrow out here in Kinston. And uh, unfortunately, for much of the eastern seaboard, a lot of the weather coming in, it's just uh, it's not looking too pretty. I'm looking up at the sky right now, and uh, it's very, very dark and very ominous. So uh, hopefully we can get some baseball in tonight and tomorrow but uh, certainly not looking good. Well, uh, so last night you guys got a three-run home run from the captain, Tim Elko. Yeah, uh, man, that was, a, that was a big, big play. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, uh, so they start the season off 1-0. I, I was thinking we would run through pitching first because I know that that's one thing that uh, everybody's really excited to see down in Kannapolis. And so we were discussing that uh, Peyton Paulette was supposed to get the start tonight. So if they end up sticking around, which is kind of doubtful, can you go ahead and uh, let the uh, listeners know a little bit about what you've seen from uh, Peyton Paulette so far? Yeah, man. Uh, Peyton Paulette is a extremely, extremely dirty pitcher. Uh, very talented arm. Uh, right, he's not gonna he's not gonna blow you away with the velocity. I mean, he's gonna work probably lower to mid nineties. Um, but his stuff moves. Everything moves from what I've seen of Peyton Paulette. He's got a really good breaking ball, and he just he gets out of good situations. He seems to be a very clutch pitcher, somebody that can get through innings with ease, and he's somebody that is very, very big time as far as you're going to be want to be excited about this guy. Uh, Peyton Paulette, a very talented arm, obviously was out for a little bit with Tommy John. So good to know that he's back healthy and he's back able to pitch for a good amount of time. Uh, hopefully can stay healthy throughout all this, but uh, he is slated to get the start tonight. If we're able to get the game in and uh, hopefully can get to uh, see a couple of innings out of Paulette tonight, that would be very nice. That's, that's great to hear. Um, yeah, that's it's one of those guys that you know. I've seen some video of him pitching from the backfields uh, from in uh, spring training, and uh, like you said, I mean, just the the movement on his pitches, the arm side run on his fastball, and everything is just really, really gross. Um, so uh, for the rest of the uh, starting rotation, uh, so yesterday uh, Schweitzer made the start, and uh, what did you see from him yesterday? Man, I saw a lot of talent from Tyler Schweitzer yesterday. Guy went five innings, pitched fantastic in those innings. He just looked really sharp. I mean, everything was seemed to be working well. I think the one thing that I saw a lot of last night facing a really talented Down East Wood Ducks team is his fastball was working well and his curveball was really working well. And the combo of those two pitches kind of kept the Down East batters off balance all night. And it, it just, it looked good. The fastball was not necessarily getting a ton of movement, but it was just kind of straight on. And again, he's not a really a velocity guy. He's just going to give you the fastball and, but you always have to stay ready for that curveball. So he's going to drop that in occasionally. And it's a big difference in the velo from his curveball to his fastball. His fastball sits lower nineties or so. And that curveball can drop all the way down to mid to upper seventies. So the difference in the velocity of his pitches is, 
is really what was kind of keeping down East off balance last night. Schweitzer looked like a very mature pitcher last night. He looked very sharp and was very impressed with what I saw in his five innings last night. Nice. Um, so yesterday, uh, also you had uh, Drew McDaniel, who was signed as a free agent, uh, one of Tim Elko's uh, teammates. Yeah, we had Drew McDaniel pitch a couple innings last night. He was an Ole Miss Rebel as well. Drew looked really good. He uh, he honestly kind of struggled in each of his outings last year with us. I mean, he did pitch three different games last season at the end of last season with us, and he kind of struggled in each of those. He just didn't really seem to have his stuff, but last night he looked sharp. He ran into a couple of problems, a couple of runners scoring on a couple of different plays, so some kind of bloop singles and a uh, ball up the middle that just was a little difficult of a play for Wilbur Sanchez at second base. So just kind of some fluke plays that that, uh, allowed Down East to pick up a couple runs, but overall, I'd say a successful night for McDaniel. I think he looked good. His fastball was getting a little bit of arm side run. He was moving the stuff with the slider, and he he looked sharp. He looked better than uh, than we saw last year. So you definitely see some of the progression that he made in spring training and over the off season. And he looks more of a polished pitcher out of the bullpen. Nice. Um, yeah. And you also got the save from Billy Seidel and, you know, we saw him last year as well and, uh, continued his, uh, his good stuff. Um, guys, you want to run into, uh, some of the other starting rotation guys, because I know like most of these guys we haven't seen yet. So, um, trying to, uh, you know, kind of assess what we've, what we've got down there as far as the starting staff goes. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get Schweitzer um, pretty often. You'll get Paulette tonight. Tomorrow, it's supposed to be Connor McCullough. Uh, haven't seen much of Connor McCullough. Looking forward to seeing what he can give us this season for sure. Uh, you got a lot of other guys that are just kind of waiting in the wings, ready to go. Really not anybody that's going to for sure stick through a good five, six innings. We're going to see a lot of piggybacking this year, I think, from what it looks here in Kannapolis. Some guys will... Just kind of go maybe three, four innings, and then we'll flip it over to a new guy. So that's just going to be something I think Blake Hickman and the uh, the rest of the ballers pitching staff is just going to have to work through where we see some guys go three or four innings and maybe later in the year see if we can stretch that to maybe five or six and try to get some longer outings for some guys. But I think this pitching staff is very talented. It's got a lot of depth to it. It's got a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things. We've got some guys that are more control-based versus we have some velo guys that'll just blow you away with a fastball. So it's a very mature pitching staff this year as well. Not a lot of high school guys, a lot of guys that got experience in college at some bigger schools. I mean, you look at a guy like Billy Seidel who pitched at Duke and he looked extremely sharp last night, two strikeouts to finish up the ball game. You look at guys like a Connor McCullough who went to Kansas state, a couple of guys that pitched in some of these big power five schools and have the experience and, you just are going to be able to uh, blow some blow some pitches in uh, with some velo. So it's going to be sharp this year. I think the pitching staff is very talented. This is one of the better staffs we've seen in recent memory in Kannapolis. Great. Uh, so moving along to the battery mates, uh, we've got Troy Clonch making uh, his way back to Kannapolis. How was battery last night? Everything seemed good. Yeah, everything looked good. We had uh, Luis Pineda make his uh, cannonballer debut last night. Pineda is a guy that's been within the White Sox system for some time. Uh, just hasn't made it up quite yet to the full season ball level. So we had Luis Pineda last night behind the dish. Everything looked smooth. Everything looked good. Uh, he was actually doing too good a job, I'd say, in uh, framing some of these pitches from uh, Schweitzer and McDaniel, especially. Uh, Seidel, everything was just kind of moving around. So Pineda didn't have to do much. But uh, especially last night, 
Pineda was really good at framing some of these pitches. He looked smooth behind the dish. And this is honestly, the, this catcher's room for, for Canapolis this season is crazy talented. You look at a guy like a Luis Pineda, who's just, I mean, he is a brute of a human being. He's got a lot of power to him. Um, defensively looks smooth. You got Victor Torres, who's coming back for a, a third season now with Canapolis. Guy's got probably one of the best arms in the minor league system for the Chicago White Sox. He is just electric. He is very talented behind the dish as far as getting uh, getting caught stealings. And then you look at a guy like Troy Clonch, who was here for a little bit of the last season and is back this year. He's just a very a well-rounded guy. He can do everything as a catcher. He really doesn't have a deficit in his game. So a very well-rounded catcher. So you look at those three guys. Torres is a great defender. You got Pineda, who's a great offensive player. And then Clonch is just that well-rounded guy. So it's a very talented trio of catchers for Canapolis this season. Wonderful. Um, so last night you got your uh, first look at uh, Mario Camaletti. Yeah, Camaletti's the guy that I know is there's been a lot of eyes on. He's a very talented guy to Central Michigan that uh, with a, a lot of very, very excited people are, uh, are ready to see him play. And I uh, got a look at him last night at the plate. He DH'd last night in the two spot for, uh, for Pat Leland and the guys. So he uh, got a couple at-bats. He looked smooth. He looked like a very mature hitter at the plate. He drew a couple walks and kind of got into some good counts where he was down 0-2 and then kind of waited it out and got the count full again. So just really good, mature approach at the plate. And he looks like a great hitter. And and you see him in BP. You see him uh, even in game last night. He just looks mature. He's got a good approach. And he is certainly somebody that can put some power behind the ball. Uh, very good line drive hitter. So uh, kind of reminds me of a uh, of a former uh, White Sox minor leaguer in Eddie Alvarez, just the way he swings the bat and he just kind of moves so smooth out there. Uh, but certainly I think Camaletti is a guy that is going to be a sneaky prospect in the system for a long time. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, getting some eyes on uh, seeing him out on the out in the field as well. Um, got the Wilbur Sanchez out there yesterday making the start at second base, but uh, it's kind of looking forward to uh, seeing what we can uh, get out of that middle infield with uh, Camaletti and Sanchez and uh, and Sprinkle. You know, Sprinkle's glove is just ridiculous. One of the things that people have been, you know, kind of apprehensive about is that he had a really great year in college and then he came back and uh struggled a lot uh have what what have you seen out of uh sprinkle so far this year with the bat uh jordan sprinkle is still just an incredible prospect somebody that is very very slept on in the system very very talented glove as you mentioned somebody that is just uh, he's unbelievable he makes plays that are just uh, inhumane and, and, and it's crazy. Um, he would be by far a, a MLB gold glover. If he was in the bigs right now, it, it's not close in my opinion. Um, but he, again, the bat is where uh, he's still trying to work things out. And I talked to him a little bit on media day, a couple of days ago too. And just kind of progressing through that, I think is what's going to be um, his approach. This season is, is just working counts better, uh, getting into more situations where he can get the balls that he wants to hit and just trying to get that little better of an approach at the plate is going to help sprinkle a lot. Uh, he's just, again, trying to be more that well-rounded player because we obviously have seen what he can do in the field. He looks fantastic, uh, but the bat is still where he's trying to work things out. And uh, so far, it looks good. I mean, he's made a couple of adjustments to his swing this year, and he looks a little more relaxed at the plate, uh, whereas last year he looked a little tightened up and a little bit um, not as loose. So, 
Uh, the approaches that he's uh, taken this season so far have looked good. Uh, obviously, just a small sample size of the one game last night. But in game, I think the the looser and the, the freer he gets with his hands at the plate, uh, I think you'll see Jordan Sprinkle progress pretty quickly through the system. Yeah, there's there's a lot of guys, obviously, that we haven't been able to get our eyes on yet. And, of course, it's a uh, very unfortunate situation that you guys opened up in Down East, I'm sure. Uh, you know, you're doing, uh, you did uh, radio yesterday uh, because they don't have a stream there. So, um, you know, we haven't seen Lant Tapia yet at all. Um, and he got the start at third base last night. What did you see out of him at the, uh, at the corner? I, I saw a very talented ball player in Lion Tapia. That kid, uh, he comes out and he plays with some fire for sure. Can tell that. Uh, Lion Tapia is a kid that he's pretty big for the hot corner. Uh, I mean, he's relatively a good sized ball player. And then at the plate, uh, he looks good. Um, got hit by a pitch last night in the middle of the game that kind of, I think, hampered him the rest of the way. But very athletic third baseman was definitely able to hustle out some plays. You know, we had a couple of pop-ups down the left field line that he was hustling out for, made a grab that looked really good. So it's just some some good situations that Tapia was in in the field. Uh, and then once he uh, got hit by a pitch in the hand last night, kind of took a couple minutes and was shaking it off, trying to make sure that he could stay in the ball game. He stayed in the ball game, but uh, after that uh, hit by pitch, he really didn't do too much. Um, just kind of took some good approaches to the plate and, uh, was, was just kind of looking at pitches most of the way. So, uh, I, from what I've seen, the line Tapia looks very good, very athletic third baseman and, uh, certainly excited to see what he can do this year. Wonderful. Uh, so moving to the outfield, um, you have a couple of guys who, you know, we've seen quite a bit of in Cabrera Weaver and, uh, Logan Glass, uh, who, made a uh, trip to Charlotte last year um, and uh, John Biel Loriano, Loriano and uh, but we got some new guys in Lanzilli and Logan. Uh, what did, as both of those guys got the start yesterday, uh, how'd the defense in the outfield look? Uh, defense looked very smooth. Uh, Logan looked really good. Uh, looked like he fit the right field uh, position pretty well. Uh, very athletic outfielder. He looked good. Um, Chris Lanzilli in left was fantastic. Uh, he made a catch last night that if down East had a stream, I was going to be clipping it and immediately firing it off to ESPN for uh sports center top 10. It was absolutely insane. Uh, just a, a crazy good play covered a whole bunch of ground from left field down the line and just leaped out and made a sprawling catch that nobody uh, in down East at, at all thought that he made the grab until he popped the glove up and we saw the ball and we all sat there for a moment and went, Oh my gosh, he made that catch. <laughs> uh, so fantastic play in the outfield by Lanzilli and at the plate. I mean, again, another, another good one, two punch. These two guys, Back-to-back doubles in the middle of the game last night. The fourth inning that gave him that second run of the game. Just back-to-back doubles. Good plays from uh, Lanzilli and Logan. Uh, Lanzilli's more of a pull hitter. Logan actually is kind of taking that Freddie Freeman approach and, and pushing everything. He had two hits last night, and both of them were were pushes. They were a liner down the right field line and then a little bloop single in the right. So he was he was able to push the ball well, and it was uh, it was very impressive to see. So Logan's a uh, Logan's more of a push hitter. He's more of the Freddie Freeman kind of guy. But then Lanzilli is just going to step to the plate and just kind of line the ball into play wherever. 
Nice. Um, so one of the other things that's very interesting about Kannapolis this year that I'm sure people would love to hear about is the new manager of the club, Patrick Leland. Um, did you get a chance to talk with him at all at media day? Yeah, I got to talk to Pat a little bit. Um, he's, uh, he's fired up, man. He's a great manager. Um, very, very good communicator. Um, you could tell the, the passion that he has for developing these guys. Uh, he is very, very, uh, dedicated to the growth of these guys, not just as ball players, but as men, um, very fantastic guy that, that I think the white Sox are, uh, are very high on. Uh, obviously we, we love Guillermo Quiroz here in Canapolis and, uh, we're, we're sad to see him go, but he's, uh, he got the promotion. He, he's in Winston Salem now and, uh, doing very well. So he, he's got a, a loaded team this year, a lot of former cannonballers, but, uh, yeah, Leland's incredible. He is, uh, he's a guy that, uh, certainly cares about the development of his players uh, on more levels than just the playing surface. And uh, you could tell that he, uh, he takes some advice from, from what his father obviously did, uh, but also understands the differences of uh, his dad's managing style versus himself. And uh, Leland's certainly a, uh, he's a, definitely a baseball mind and uh, we're, we're definitely happy to have him back here. Uh, he was the bench coach for uh heroes in 2021 in the first year of the cannonballers and uh he's he's fired up to be back for sure uh fantastic to have him back yeah it's uh you know it, it's another one of those uh things you know the white Sox, uh you know with uh, you know obviously justin jersley and you know jim leland um and uh terry francona i mean they've got a history of uh you know taking taking guys and making them into managers. So I'm interested to see, you know, like what the growth is for, for Patrick uh, throughout this year should be good to see. Yeah, certainly. I think, I think Pat's going to be a guy that um, he'll be a manager for a long time. Just from what I've seen, I think he's got it. He's got that pedigree. Um, he definitely is, is a leader um, and he's uh, you can tell he cares. So it's good to see a guy um, who takes his job seriously, who uh, has a passion for the game and uh, Pat's definitely that guy. Great to hear. Uh, well, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Uh, really looking forward to the season and, um, you know, looking forward to getting eyes on these guys uh, when you guys get back home and um, really looking forward to the season. Absolutely. Thank you very much for the time. Thanks for having me on. And obviously we hope to uh, hope to bring you all kinds of uh, all kinds of content all throughout the year. Uh, definitely check out the radio broadcasts online and we'll be on uh, MILB.TV, of course, for every home game and uh, uh, certainly a slew of uh, road games as well. All right. Well, thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. And uh, we will, uh, you know, talk, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll talk to you during the season and, uh, you know, at least exchange some notes here and there. So we'll talk soon and uh, appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a blast. All right.